This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 2nd of January, 2024. The first podcast of the new year. I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed their New Year's Eve. And if you're a Michigan fan, you sure in the hell enjoyed your New Year's Day yesterday, didn't you? What a freaking ball game. Before we get going, I must say, please rate, review, follow the Daily Ticket. In about, what, three months, we figured out how to get a decent following. And now let's do better in 2024, please. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Now I'll stop begging. Anyway, I got to be honest with you. I already did a podcast right around 1230 before I went on the air with the ticket. I did a podcast about the Lions getting fucked in Dallas. You know what I'm talking about. That's all anybody can talk about. The two-point conversion, then another two-point conversion, then another two-point conversion. I did a great podcast, I feel. I poured my guts, heart, and soul into that podcast. And then I sat down and watched Michigan take on Alabama. And I said to myself, if Michigan loses... I play that podcast, but if Michigan wins, I got to do another podcast. And why wouldn't you? Because what a victory for the Michigan Wolverines. Here's the deal. I was convinced, convinced Jalen Milrow, the quarterback for Alabama, was going to thrash Michigan's defense. I believe that Michigan hadn't played anybody. I believe that the SEC was better than the Big Ten. And despite the fact that Michigan played two top 10 teams at Penn State and against Ohio State, look at what Bama did. They beat Georgia, the number one team in the country. They also played Tennessee. They also played Ole Miss. They played a tougher schedule. And Jalen Milrow is the kind of quarterback that Michigan has never gone against this season. I would say the toughest quarterback that Michigan went against this year was what? Talil Tungavaloa, the Maryland quarterback? It wasn't Kyle McCord, the former Ohio State quarterback. It wasn't Fowler, the Penn State quarterback. This man is a different type of quarterback. Keep plays alive with his feet, has a cannon for an arm, had 16 touchdowns this season, 20 or more yards, can run the football, can pass the football. I thought it was going to be a disaster. And what turned out, I was wrong, because Michigan did a great job on Jalen Milrow. 16 to 23 for 116. 
also ran the ball for 63 yards and 21 carries. Like, if you go back and you look at this game, man, did it start sloppy for Michigan. J.J. McCarthy, the first play from scrimmage, threw a pick. Then they ruled the defender for Bama was out of bounds. So it wasn't a pick. How about Samaj Morgan fumbling a punt that led to Alabama's first touchdown to go up 7-0? But then Michigan came right back. They had a touchdown drive of their own. Blake Corum, eight-yard touchdown pass from J.J. McCarthy, and it was 7-7 just like that. And the game kind of went back and forth. Michigan got a touchdown later on after doing a great job, and I do mean a great job on Jalen Milrow. Michigan sacked Jalen Milrow six times. And as good as I thought Milrow was going to be, man, he could not sense pressure. Maybe that's the next development of his game. But my goodness, when the pressure was surrounding him, he took sacks. And that was the book on him. Michigan did a tremendous job in the first half, mostly getting to the Alabama quarterback. They went into the room at the half with a 13-10 lead. But then the second half happened. Alabama got the ball because they deferred to start the game. And Alabama was driving nicely until you saw two of the worst snaps that you'll see high and past Jalen Milrow. Michigan gets the ball, and Michigan could not move the ball to save their life. Whether it was run, whether it was pass, it did not matter. In the second half, withstanding the last drive, Michigan had 44 total yards of offense. That's it. 44 total yards. There was a missed field goal in there as well. The special teams for Michigan was thoroughly horrendous. Absolutely pathetic. I don't know how that happens. And they can't do that in the national title game either. Whether it was Samaj Morgan fumbling a punt, they threw a kid by the name of Thaw in there at the very end. Very end. Tie game. 2020. Very end. This kid Thaw drops the punt. It goes behind them. He was slick enough to grab it and run forward to avoid a safety. But 44 yards of offense for the Wolverines in the second half until the legend happened. I didn't think J.J. McCarthy was great in this game. I thought he made some plays with his legs. I thought he threw some balls way, way, way too hard for his receivers to catch. I also kind of feel like he was off. He was inaccurate. But when it mattered the most, J.J. McCarthy was there for you. Let me break it down very quickly, okay? So Alabama scored a touchdown in the second half. Eight plays, 55 yards, 414, it took off the clock. It ended Jalen Milrow running for nine yards. Bama went up 17-13. They then forced Michigan to punt three and out. We're already in the fourth quarter. It's not looking promising. Michigan missed an extra point, which led to their dreadful, awful special teams of yesterday. And you're looking at a four-point game. Then Alabama takes the football. They're moving the football. They got a real good chance to tack on. They got a real good chance to put this thing out of bounds for Michigan. And what happens? Jalen Milrow, fumble. Quinton Johnson, huge forced fumble. Michigan recovers. Josh Wallace falls on it. Michigan's in business. What do they do? They come down the field and they miss a field goal. James Turner missed a 49-yard field goal. His timing was all screwed up. Why? Because there was a bad snap. 
I cannot tell you how poor the special teams from Michigan was yesterday. Alabama then gets the football with pretty good field position, but their drive did stall. And they end with a Will Reiner 52-yard field goal. So Bama with a chance to go up double digits, settles for a field goal, which leads you to the drive of our lifetime. 2013. And by the way, this is the exact same scenario of the Lions-Cowboys game on Saturday night. Lions trailed 2013 a lot less time. So everybody's wondering on social media, you think Michigan's going to go for two if they punch it in? When they punch it in? Michigan delivered an eight-play, 75-yard drive that lasted 3.07 to tie the football game. And during that drive, there was a fourth and two. Blake Quorum ran it on first down. Blake Quorum ran it on second down. J.J. McCarthy incomplete pass to Colston Loveland on third and two. It was fourth and two. Ball was on Michigan's 33-yard line. There was 319 left. Michigan had three timeouts. They decided, screw it. The time is now. We don't know if we're going to get the ball back. We're not punting this thing. Jim Harbaugh on fourth and two. Who? J.J. McCarthy to a wide-open Blake Corum. We're talking wide down the right side of the field. Alabama never stood a chance to stop it. Never stood a chance. Never. Blake Corum runs, and then Roman Wilson gets called for an illegal block in the back. So what turned out to be like a 40-yard gain turned out to be like a 20-yard gain, right? But Michigan still had the ball. It was still first down. Still driving. Had the ball at the 50-yard line. McCarthy ran for 16 yards. Got the ball down to the Bama 34-yard line. McCarthy hooks up with Roman Wilson for 29 yards, and that was the play of the game. J.J. McCarthy scrambling in the backfield. Gets rid of a football. And you know what? J.J. throws some rockets, sometimes to his detriment. Like, he usually, sometimes, I won't say usually, throws the ball too hard. You saw it last night, went through some receiver's hands. But this pass in particular was tipped by a defensive lineman. And somehow it had enough juice to muster to get to Roman Wilson. Roman Wilson makes an unbelievable grab. 29 yards. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Down to the Alabama five-yard line. And you knew at that point it was going to happen. You knew at that point it was going to happen. Michigan finds a way first and goal from the Alabama five. Blake Corum ran for one. Second and goal from the Alabama four. Roman Wilson, a four-yard pass from J.J. McCarthy. Extra point is good, which was a big question all night because the special teams was horrendous. 
and Michigan after doing nothing, absolutely nothing in the second half. Like, I mean nothing. 44 yards of total offense. They drive down the field, a legendary drive. They take the tie. I thought they should have went for two, but what the hell do I know? Tied the game at 20 apiece, but the game wasn't done. Bama got the ball back. And this is where Jalen Milrose started to feel the pressure, not just from the defensive line of Michigan, but I think from the entirety of the game. Jalen Milrose did not look like the same dude. He ran for seven yards, then an incomplete pass to Jace McClellan, then another incomplete pass to Kobe Prentice, and another incomplete pass. So they had the punt. And Michigan got the ball. But what happened? The mix-up. Thaw filling in for Samaj Morgan because nobody on Michigan's team could actually catch a punt for some reason or another. Thaw fumbled it. Picked it up. Made sure he wasn't going to take a safety. Got tackled at the two. Michigan just decides, listen, we're going to go to overtime. They lose the coin toss. 2020 game. I mean, a legendary drive. The drive reminded me, and maybe this is not a good comparison because it wasn't as long, but do you remember the Big Ten title game, Michigan State-Iowa, where Michigan State had this one crazy drive where they ran the ball like 100 times and LJ Scott ended up scoring the touchdown? Do you remember that? This had a similar vibe to me. Now, granted, there was time left after this drive. There wasn't after that drive. But the fact that Michigan could not do anything in the second half and they put together a drive that was not only efficient, only three minutes plus, but it also was soul-sucking. The great Nick Saban. No, 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 no. Jalen Milrow didn't know how to react. Michigan fought fire with fire. Early on, Michigan dominated the football game, as we already talked about. Bama found a way to wear and wear and push and wear, but they could only get up by seven. And Michigan, after not doing squat, they found a way to tie it. So we go to overtime. Saban Harbaugh. Harbaugh has already hired an agent. He's probably going to go to the NFL. Maybe it's your last game ever with Jimmy. We don't know. Get a chance to send Nick Saban into retirement. There's all kinds of rumors about that. How special would that be? 2020 game, let's go to overtime. Michigan loses the coin toss. Alabama says, no, we'll play defense. Michigan decides we're going to take the side of the field that has our fans in the end zone. It's going to be a little quieter. We can work maybe a little easier. Two plays. That's all it took was two plays. Blake Corum a run for eight yards, and then Blake Corum a run for 17 yards, and the extra point was good. And with that touchdown by Blake Corum, he broke a Michigan record. Most Michigan rushes in University of Michigan history. Pretty damn fitting, if I say so myself. Remember, he could not play last year against TCU. Had the bum knee. Came back to school to play in games like this. Games like this. And he got the job done. Unbelievable. 27-20 Michigan. But, of course, Bama had one last chance. Bama had a chance. First and 10, Jalen Milrose complete to Kendrick Law for one yard. That ain't going to do much. 
Then Jalen Milrow ran for 15 yards. I was watching the game with my brother. I remember after the one-yard completion passed the law, I said, it's over. Michigan's going to win this game. I had this vibe. Jalen Milrow ran for 15 yards, got down to the Michigan nine, and then that Michigan defense stepped up. First and goal, Milrow ran for no gain to the Michigan nine. Second and goal, Milrow ran for a loss of five yards. This was a trend. Milrose was sacked a lot, didn't really sense a lot of pressure. Michigan's front line got home several times, made life very tough on the Alabama quarterback. Third and goal, Jalen Milrow to Jermaine Burton for 11 yards on the Michigan three. Burton hurt himself on that play. He did not run the route deep enough. For some reason, he curled around at the three instead of the end zone. He had room to do so. It could have been a touchdown. The game could have continued. Did not happen, which put everything to fourth and goal from the Michigan three. Bama lines up. Michigan calls a timeout. Bama lines out. Saban calls a timeout. Fourth and goal to go from the Michigan three. Bama gets in. The game continues as long as they make the extra point. They don't get in. The stop of the century, Michigan. I don't want to say pulls the upset because they were favored, but damn it, when they were down by seven in the second half, it feels like a damn upset. Jalen Milrow, after two times out, by the way, and Nick Saban, the mastermind, devising this play. It was a quarterback keeper up the middle. He got maybe one yard. Got from the three-yard line to the two-yard line. Michigan wins. J.J. McCarthy burst out. The maize and blue confetti rains down at the Rose Bowl. I thought JJ was great post game. He said the last two years, I just had to watch other teams win and celebrate in their color confetti. It's so good to see the maize and blue confetti. Michigan does the unthinkable. They win the football game without doing anything in the second half. What a freaking victory. What a drive to tie the game up. More importantly, great job in overtime and just the job to stop Jalen Milrow and Alabama. And more than anything, you went head-to-head -head with Nick Saban. We know how Jim Harbaugh is with a month off. We know how Jim Harbaugh is in bowl games. We know how Jim Harbaugh is or was in the CFP. He does not win these games. He just doesn't. But then you give Nick Saban a month. You give Saban a month to prepare for Michigan. He even hired a former linebacker coach from Michigan to come over to his side. You got to be thinking, oh, my goodness, he is going to school their defense and offense. This game might not even be close. The guy that can't win in the postseason against the guy that always wins in the postseason. And Nick Saban did not get the job done. And I was dead wrong. I was on the air yesterday before the game. I said Michigan was going to lose and in a big way. I was dead wrong. Dead wrong. I thought Jalen Milrow was going to kill him. I didn't think Michigan stood a chance. I did not believe in J.J. McCarthy enough. I did not believe in Michigan's defense enough. And when it's all said and done, I was wrong. Michigan wins at 27-20. And now they'll go on to the national title game. When I'm recording this podcast, they'll either take on Washington or Texas. I don't know who's going to win that game. By the time you watch or listen to this, you know what? You'll know. But that was amazing. That was an unreal football game.
Unreal. Looking at the stats very quickly. Milrow, we already told you, 116 in the air. Jace McClellan ran for 87. Milrow for 63. Justice Haynes for 31 yards. Michigan's defense did a good job. A good job against an Alabama defense that found ways to put up points against other teams. Scored 24 against Ole Miss. Scored 40 against Mississippi State. Scored 26 against Texas A&M. Scored 34 against Tennessee. Scored 42 against LSU. And you held that offense to 20 points. Pretty damn good. As far as Michigan is concerned, J.J. McCarthy threw for 221. Three touchdowns, 17 of 27. It did not even see that much, but it was. Great job by J.J. McCarthy. I underestimated him as well. I said, if this is a game where J.J. throws a ton of passes and 27 is a decent amount, Michigan won't win. Dead wrong about that. Three touchdowns, no picks. 8.2 yards per toss. Blake Corum was a beast, as always. 19 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown. J.J. ran for 25. Donovan Edwards ran for 11. And how about the games of Roman Wilson for 73 yards and one touchdown? And Tyler Morris has not had a touchdown all season long. Had a beautiful touchdown in the first half. Just a sensational touchdown. Blake Corum also had a receiving touchdown. Samaj Morgan, 24 yards receiving. Khalil Mullins, 19. Colston Loveland didn't do much. Two catches, 13 yards. Cornelius Johnson, two catches, 12 yards. But one of those catches was a big-time catch to keep a drive alive. All in all, Michigan beats Bama. Jim beats Nick. You got to feel pretty good about things. I admit it. I doubted him. I admit it. If you're a Michigan fan, you got to be through the roof. Harbaugh came back to coach this team. He went through all this turmoil with getting suspended. Six games. Maybe they cheated. Maybe they didn't. Has a level one violation staring at him for illegal recruiting. Missed half the season. But a weird thing happened. This team, for some reason, thrived off it. All the craziness, all the insanity, the constant being in the news this season, everything that Michigan went through, and they went through a lot, all they did was grow stronger from it. That whole Michigan versus everybody, that's a real thing. There's like this synergy in Ann Arbor. And now they got one more until they finish it off. Nobody thought they could win in the CFP. There were all kinds of Thoughts, Jim Harbaugh couldn't win the big one. And now you got one more 60 minutes for it all. J.J. McCarthy has lost once in his career. TCU last year. Michigan, so many times staring at the other team, celebrating in the CFP. They find a way to win. What a game. What a game. What a drive more than anything. That drive by Michigan to tie it at 20. We'll be talking about that thing forever. Just an unreal football game. Goes to overtime. Rose Bowl. A game you waited a year for, it seems like. It was really 30 days, but whatever. Who's counting? So I want to know from you. Comment section. What do you think happens? Are they going to win it all? But more importantly, how impressed were you? 
that Michigan was able to come back. They were dead in the water. It was over. It was done. What a performance. What a win. What a freaking game. What an unreal performance. They were dead. It was over. They came back against Saban. That doesn't happen. Nick Saban doesn't blow seven-point leads with three minutes to go in a football game. It just doesn't happen. But it happened last night. Hell of a way to start the new year. Now, it's funny. Jim Harbaugh, when he was interviewed before the game, he said, Happy New Year. Nick Saban didn't. Karma. After the game, he's at the podium winning the Rose Bowl before he goes to the national title game. He said, Happy New Year again. Pretty good, right? Anyway, I want to say Happy New Year to you. I hope we have a phenomenal year coming up here. Lions have a great chance to do wonders in the postseason. Michigan's on their way to the national title game. And the Pistons even won a game. The 28-game losing skid was snapped on Saturday night where they beat Toronto. Here, I'm just going to check because they're playing as I record this podcast. Oh, they're losing to the Rockets. Oh, well. They can still come back, though, you know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I went a little too far with the Pistons. Yeah, the Red Wings haven't been very good either, too. But who cares? I'm going to stop blabbing. Please, daily ticket, follow, review, like, subscribe. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Watch it on YouTube as well. But guys, I mean, I trashed a pretty good podcast. Maybe I'll release it anyway. But that was an exciting It really was. And for all the people that said snooze fest because nobody's scoring, I think the way it ended made up for it. Wow. Michigan is going to the national title game. Unreal. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow. We'll talk Lions. We'll get you ready for the national title game. All of Detroit still thinking about Dan Campbell and that two-point conversion to Taylor Decker that the Lions got screwed out of. See you tomorrow. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye.